Welcome back, everybody. Brown Bag Bets, powered by Betsperts. We are your daily dose of quick hit handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen, and joining me as always, Mr. Molitor. How we doing? A day early on Flannel Friday, I guess. Is, is Flannel Friday a thing? It should be. You know, Casual Friday started with just people doing like Hawaiian Shirt Friday. They thought that was awful fun. That was a big thing. And tiki bars were all the rage 50 years ago. Longer than that. I love um, a Hawaiian shirt. A little Tommy Bahama action. Nice, big, and comfy. You know, hides the belly a little. It's funny, too, how, uh, like I say, 50 years ago, and I was thinking, you know, like the 50s, like time flies. I was watching the 2001 Players Championship because there was just nothing on last night, and I like watching old golf tournaments. And it's like, God, this footage is so grainy. What is this? Is this from the 40s? It was so horrible. And you realize, like, this is this, you know, this, this millennia. This is 2001. And it's just like, oh, my God. What's the point of having a big TV if they're going to show this? But is that Tiger? Like, you have to squint. Is that Tiger? I don't even know. I don't even know. Oh, I did. VJ, VJ sinks a big putt. And then um, instantly just drops one in the drink. It was the best part of the tournament. I mean, he, he like threw his club and kicked the ground. It was pretty funny. So, um, spoiler alert, Tiger did win. VJ second, 2001 Players Championship. Tiger and yeah, we're, um, I seen some people. I was giving our friend uh, Will Brinson some shit about doing a, the pick six pod did a way too early NFL, like, uh, who wins the championship odds. And, and I told him, like, hey, it auto-played for me on YouTube after a different show. And if I watched like, the first two minutes just to give him shit about him still not having a voice. He lost his voice down there. But this was something the producer Dan had posted in the chat this morning and was pretty interesting to me because it's such a narrative award. And I wanted Noops' opinion on this, too. But, like, is this... Just a lock, stock, and put your kid's college fund on it if DeMar Hamlin plays football? Like, is is it basically like, DeMar Hamlin, this is his price. This is the yes price for him to play football. Like, plus 330. Because there's there's a chance that he's not medically cleared to play next year with, with stuffing. So I think this plus 330 is basically, will he play football for the Bills next year? Because as much as big of a deal as that was. I mean, it's almost like, and I, I don't want to downplay any of the things that have happened to people, but it, it's, it's like Eric Berry or, you know, I mean, it was just so publicized when he came back and played again and he played at a high enough level too. That didn't hurt, but like so many other years where it, I don't know, it, it's almost like the, the golf outrights when there's a huge favorite and they offer, well, they used to do this with Lewis Hamilton too in F1 where they'd offer a market, it's like here's the market without Demar Hamlin. Bet on like who gets second place in the in the voting for comeback player of the year. But I, I think in a normal year, like Lamar Jackson is such big value here. That's a he won MVP. If he does go somewhere with receivers like Atlanta, guy could have a really big year. If he stays, he's got a new pretty good OC. Like it, it's super fun to to think about Lamar Jackson putting up big numbers. Cooper Cup was capable of a two thousand yard season. And he's, you know, just coming off a big injury. Jimmy G in a new spot, like winning 12, 13 games. There's some really good names on here. And then you have to, like, I don't feel bad saying, like, Damar Hamlin's just ruining this market. But it's, uh, I don't know. It's maybe I'm way, way, maybe I'm just way overthinking this. 
It does seem to me like a lot for him to be the favorite. Now, again, we know what happened. We know how much coverage there was of it. To your point, he might not be medically cleared to play football. And, you know, Patrick asks, is there a book that will void if Hamlin doesn't play? Good God, I can't imagine how annoying that would be to even find out. A lot of books probably yeah. don't even think about that far down in their rules. So my guess is that's your bet. If he doesn't play, sucks to suck. You lose that bet. But uh, like you said, kind of the name that sticks out to me is Lamar Jackson. I'd rather play Lamar Jackson and Cooper Cup because you have to remember how long it's going to be when they vote on this. It will have been a year since whatever happened to DeMar Hamlin, Hamlin happened. You know, um, he's a safety. Maybe he doesn't play that much. And, you know, not that anyone will forget, but maybe they'll kind of forget if Lamar Jackson is an Atlanta Falcon throwing touchdowns to, you know, Drake London and Kyle Pitts. And, you know, back to being Lamar Jackson, rushing for 800-plus yards, throwing for maybe 4,000 yards. Like you said, if Cooper Cup comes out, and even if he has like a 1,500, 1,600-yard season with a handful, a bunch of touchdowns, I mean, that's who you're looking at for this award. So I'm not betting DeMar Hamlin. Again, too much risk about whether or not he plays, what happens if he does play, and then, God forbid, somehow gets hurt again um, if he plays and just isn't good. You know, maybe he comes yeah. out and, it's a little apprehensive, right? I can imagine it would make perfect sense. I don't know how I would respond to going back to playing football after that. So there's just too much, I think, opportunity, you know, a fat end on the negative part of the tail, as Whale would like to say. Yeah, there's a really big chunk of this distribution where he just doesn't play football yet next year. Or it, and and you know what's funny is like him being cleared in like week twelve is almost better for him for this award than him playing at the beginning of the season like the it's november we're deep into the season and it's like guess who's finally cleared to play football and it's all we talk about for two weeks and then we get to and then it's still very fresh in the voters minds once we get to it so like i think if you do want to bet demar hamlin it's that's your best case scenario is like he's cleared in November to play and you're probably getting a better number. Like I agree with noops. And I, I said this to, you know, Dan this morning too. Like if I had to bet one of these numbers right now, it's Lamar Jackson. The, John Mechie got brought up too uh, again by producer Dan. He had cancer. He's quarterback. Yeah. He, he had cancer, but it just wasn't like, I hate to be crass, but it just wasn't cancer that wasn't cool publicized. Enough. Well, yeah, it just wasn't like a big public – like the Eric Berry thing felt like it made a lot more news. It just – it doesn't feel like it has enough weight to it. And, again, we hope Mechie's fine. I'd love to see him play. I was excited about his uh, his role. But, uh, yeah, also who's this good quarterback going to be? And there is uh, no Mechie horse account, so, you know. No, there is no Mechie horse. So, <laughs> all right. All right. Let's, uh, let's keep the winning ways rolling. You did not lose a bet last night. Uh, in the NBA, three and zero in the show. Good job to you. The Jazz were, Jazz were inside the number pretty much the whole game, uh, if I remember right. Or did, was there a little lull a, in there? I kind of, I kind of paid a, attention. There's a couple points. Yeah, there's a couple points that were tough, and they weren't always within our number. The closing number, I think, finished around eleven. We took eight and a half because we thought Laurie Market was care. playing. But the most impressive part was our Rockets um, Thunder under. Thankfully, a thirty-five point fourth <laughs> quarter yeah. to get it done. Oh, try to remember this every time. Next time I lose the total by two points. And I, I misspoke. We were not three and zero in the NBA. We were four and zero. Alperin, the Alpine Shepherd, Sanguin, the Madman, 
from uh, the Turkish madman. The Turkish terror. The Constantinople crusher. He was set at nine and a half rebounds, and he played like 20 minutes because it was such a blowout. They were up by like 30 in the second quarter. There was 40-point leads, man. He did not get a lot of time because he's a starter. He still got his 10th rebound there in the third quarter before sitting the entire fourth, I think. So yep. just by the just by the hair of my chinny-chin-chin, Alperin Sanguin did get my prop. Now riding 2-0 props. Um, for every for every hundred dollars I wagered, I'm returning about thirty because I'm also laddering like uh, the the oh. you know the the alt props up giving too back high. thirty yes yeah yes, so yes. I'm winning money but just not as much as if I just would bet the fucking prop like a normal person so but I digress and we move into today's NBA action got a couple looks. Couple looks, just three games. And again, I generally preach trying to be cautious, but two of these three game spots I really like here. You know, the third game, uh, Matt's not here today, but his Chicago Bulls, eight point underdogs hosting the Bucks. I wouldn't bet that with my worst enemy's money. I have no clue what's going to happen in that game. I mean, the Bucks looks like Giannis is going to play. Who knows how much? Um, the Bulls have been better at home, but they continue to find ways to not cover. So going to pass those, pass that game over and have two spots here. We'll start with the Washington Wizards. With all due respect to your Minnesota Timberwolves, uh, this game is much closer to a pick em for me. Um, the Wizards went fully healthy with Kuzma, with Porzingis, with Beal. They've got everybody playing tonight. Have been a pretty solid NBA basketball team. And um, again, would have this as kind of a pick 'em on a neutral court. And again, with all due respect to Minneapolis, it's not a three point home court advantage here. I'm happy to take the Wizards plus three. I'm curious to see if the Timberwolves finally rest Gobert here. He could certainly use it, um, especially going into the long week. And again, a kind of a tough schedule spot. The last game before All Star break, but um, I think it's a little tougher here for your Timberwolves. This is their first game home after being on the road for about a week or two. Come home, I have to play one more game. The Wizards at least are going to wrap up here and then get back to Washington. So I think they'll be a little more focused and locked in tonight. But again, before even looking at that, my numbers had this game basically a pick them. I like this spot for Washington. So give me the plus three. I'm going to take the over in the Clippers Suns game. And I know that Suns. Um, overs at home haven't really been that great, but you have to look at the difference between with and without Devin Booker. With Devin Booker, the offense has been much better for Phoenix. Um, the efficiency obviously way up, the scoring way up, and the defense takes a little bit of a step back. Um, the other side, you look at the Clippers when fully healthy. They've got Paul George, Kawhi, should, and everybody should be playing tonight. A much faster pace team really push the ball and get it up and down here. And as, and as much as this is a, a huge matchup for the Pacific Division, Andy, both of these teams won game behind the Sacramento Kings that's right your Pacific Division leading Sacramento Kings um, so whoever wins this will get remain just about a game back still pretty close and which is a tight race I had this closer to 228 almost 229 so 223 224 it's all good give me an over for Clippers Suns and then the Wizards plus three and you brought up Lori Markinen. um I looked into that. So knee knee injury, right? But also, um, he's an all-star game starter. Is nobody playing? What is going on? Like, he's not that good, right? Like it's he's fine. Been incredible. Yeah. Uh, is he's, is he's he just been that really good now good. or is what's happening? 
Well, I'm going to pull it up real quick and see what kind of what his um, stat averages are so far this year. But uh, yeah, he's been fantastic. You think he's averaging almost 25 points a game, um, eight rebounds. He's shooting 51% from the field, which is huge for a big guy, especially someone who shoots as many threes as he does. Um, I'm trying to see what his three point percentage is this year. For some reason, that's not on the front page. That should be a front page thing. Yeah, shooting 41% from three on seven and a half attempts a game. He's been really incredible. And I was a little surprised that, you know, he's a starter, but he's he's going to be, in, he should be an all star. He should absolutely be in that game. So kudos for him. And um, maybe a little hint tomorrow when we talk about some all star weekend props. He is a very good candidate to win the three point shootout, Andy. You know how I feel about those. That was we so fun watching. That was so fun watching Cat win that at a big, a pretty big price too. It's like plus nine hundred. Um, I'm not good at time zones. It took me so long to figure <laughs> out. It took me so long to figure out what time zone I was in when I was in Arizona. And Arizona's the worst. Arizona's in a weird spot because they don't do daylight savings. So it's Mountain Time sometimes, Pacific Time sometimes other times so here's a head-to-head that already started you can't bet this put the graphic on the screen dan just uh rub it <laughs> in my face and i'm dumb tom kim over Wyndham clark i bet this i guess that if Wyndham Earl. yeah if you're in that Wyndham Earl, god we're doing are we doing that again i should that's worth a rewatch well since you know you can't actually make the bet i might as well say something funny yeah that's fair oh man yeah so Log, log lady over Windermere is the bet, I guess here. But you can't, you can't take advantage of that. If you did, uh, I guess if you're in the Discord, you would have got it there earlier. So this is one, and oh, good, he's up by two strokes already after like a hole and a half. So hopefully that Don't keeps going. Golf, folks. Yeah, hopefully that's trending in the right direction. Go Tom Kim. Uh, a couple of my outrights aren't starting off so hot, but. Such is life. There's a lot of golf to be played yet, and I'm going to be flipping this TV on for sure after the show and paying attention to some golf. So I'll, I'll try to have something that starts a little later in the day tomorrow. I'm the asshole. That's on me. And we're off to we're off to tennis. Which yet, and that's another one. Yet another winner there yesterday with the uh, first set over. Um, is it a court thing and they're just not adjusting or is it matchups or a little column a little column b i think a little column a little column b i mean it's a fantastic tournament um basically all the great players are here and uh, you know when you have that kind of dynamic where everyone's really good again these first sets and matches in general tend to just be battles um there's it's a nice paycheck here there is only 500 ranking points but again the payouts are pretty good and that's really at the end of the day money in the pocket um drives what's happening here so yeah it's been a great tournament and i, I think you're right it's probably a combination of the, of the courts but also again stacked draw when I mean, you have the best players out there a lot less lopsided matches and had success with the first set over yesterday. Let's go back to the well, and I was actually able to stack up all the prices already today. I know I usually talk about these first set over nine and a half, and you know, mention as things start to open up a little bit. Everything was ready to go when I was looking this morning. And um, next match up here after uh, Beatrice Haddad, my 
finishes playing. Jessica Pagula will be Maria Sachary and Caroline Garcia. Looks like that's slotted to start around 1, 115 Eastern, so about an hour, hour, and maybe 15 minutes after we finish the show here. Um, again, should be a spectacular match. They played three times before, generally very competitive. Garcia's won the three head-to-heads, but that goes back to like 2019. Be careful with head-to-head in tennis. They generally span back way too long, generally on different surfaces, but um, a couple matchups here that I think are indicative of what we might see. And again, expect this first set to be a real battle and happen to just stack it all the way up here. Nine and a half minus 15, 10 and a half plus 245, over 12 and a half plus 410. Most of these I think were on DraftKings. One of them I think I pulled from FanDuel. But again, um, just about all the regula- regulated books have them. If you're using MGM, that's kind of weird. They don't offer Andy over nine and a half at MGM. They offer eight and a half. They offer 10 and a half. They offer 12 and a half. But they don't want the nine and a half. They don't want that action. So, again, should be a really competitive first set here. Cheering for a tiebreaker and everything's good. So, um, again, two women, very even in competition here. Thought about actually playing some Garcia to win the match, two sets to one, but didn't really find a price I like. So, just stick with this first set again. Over nine and a half, ten and a half, twelve and a half. Let's get a tiebreaker. I, I dig it. Yeah, good day for the show overall yesterday. I think I went two and one in basketball. Um, with your a champions point, I, play one, I, and yeah, champion my my champions play league that uh, somebody in the chat honestly recommended. So I'll have to give them credit if I, I can remember the name. But um, yeah, and the one loss was a three point favorite that only won by two, which is annoying. They're up by four late, and then just you know, and the ending game situations will sometimes nip you. That's but what you get for betting a favorite. And it, it's funny too the the eight and a half point dog where I made the joke about like oh you know I'm I'm sports betting media guy in twenty three it wouldn't surprise me if this team won outright they were leading with like three seconds left lost on a lost on the last possession so good job Rhode Island keeping close and your LaSalle Explorers wire to wire winners that one was kind of a uh, never in doubter they were very very good so good job good job. Um, lac- uh, lacrosse. I must have lacrosse. LaSalle. And Dan is saying Travis Etienne wasn't eligible for Rookie of the Year. I think he would be eligible for. Well, um, the question was whether or not Mechie is eligible for Rookie of the Year. That's kind of why they were. Yeah, no, it, it'd be like, is he eligible for comeback player because he didn't play? I think anything's possible with comeback. Oh. I think there's less there's less rules about that. Rookie of the Year, there's there's rules about you know service time and all that and being on a roster even though you're on injured reserve counts so uh, a couple bets though in the college hoops for the day a couple short favorites again this is the time of year where i do start playing some of these short favorites we're getting to rematch season where people have played each other a couple times um and nickel state the nickel state oh buddy knights no nickel state Redbirds, Cardinals, Colonels, the Colonels, Colonels, one of the stupidest spelled words in the universe. Nickel State, uh, Colonels, one and a half point favorite over Texas A&M Corpus Christi, which is a real long name. Texas A&M Corpus Christi, one of the better teams in the Southland, but Nickel's not that far behind them. Winners of three straight playing tough. They did lose this road matchup, short favorite at home. Caleb Huffman has been uh, very good for them. The uh, I think he's a senior now. 
he dropped 31 this last game. I think I had a really was it a rebound game? Oh, 17 and 7. Okay day against New Orleans, but Southeastern Louisiana isn't a bad team, and he dropped 31 on them as well. So they're playing well right now, and basically it's a team that protects the ball really well, kind of on theme with what I go with. They don't they don't turn the ball over that much, and they do turn the opposing uh, teams over at a pretty high They make high their clip. free throws, too. Yeah, I think they're number one. I think they're number one in uh, opposing turnover rate, 22% on defense. That is a harassing defense. It gets a lot of steals. So looking at them as a short favorite, and the Bellarmine Knights, I knew this one right off the bat. You can't fool me on this. Guess what state they're in? New York. Close. Kentucky. That is this not is close. one. I, it's still. I had to look it up. I know. Well, it's close. It's on the. It's west. It's not west of the Mississippi. Like it was. It was on the right side there. So <laughs> playing. Uh, yeah, play this. And this is another one. This is a rematch too with North Alabama and a spot where they did. They beat them in the away matchup uh, right after New Year's. This will be a home match. Home match. Are we still talking soccer here? This is a uh, despite being one of the lower ranked offenses in the league. Decent effective free throw, or excuse me, effective field goal percentage. Makes their free throws well enough. Shoots. They don't shoot the three ball that well. If they get behind, it could be a little squirrely, but this is a good enough offense for me. And I make this like a, I make this like a five. So looking for a uh looking for just a blowout. That would be nice. I get I get worried about some of these favorites. I hate that when you see the uh like when you have a dog, if it's just a close game, you can just live with that. But with these favorites, close games give you they give you the itchy butt. So I don't want the itchy butt. I want <laughs> I want a 17 point lead at halftime. Bellarmine Knights, let's go. So just two for tonight. Um, and yeah, what was it? Two basketball games from you, two basketball games from me, some tennis. And you know what? Fuck it, I might just go bet Lamar. And that's it. Call it a thing. I think a Lamar and Cup will definitely be bet. And again, I'll talk about NBA All-Star stuff next week, but there is a price on a man named Mac McClung, who I learned this morning apparently plays for my 76ers uh, G League League. team. So he is um, starting to become the favorite in the dunk contest in a few spots. If you have a book that offers plus 400, there's a PPH that has it, and apparently Bet365 has that number, go ahead and grab that now because it's not going to be around soon, and I definitely won't get a chance to bet it myself. So hopefully you do. Is he was he Texas Tech? Is that no right? Idea. Someone someone left a I, I remember him from college, I think. Um yeah. Texas Tech, Legend. yes. He was a Texas he Tech played in Georgetown from, and Texas Tech. He was from the, the Texas Tech run. Yeah, G League guy. And I know Noop said we'll talk uh, all star break stuff next week. We'll probably do it tomorrow. We'll probably do some oh, all star yeah, break. Yeah, we'll 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 uh we'll have Noops' breakdown of all the well, the skills competition. We'll have the dunk contest. We'll have the three-point contest. We'll have the rookies game. Well, is that a thing still? Yeah. Yeah, they have okay. it. Um, it. They now do like the star Rising Stars Championship. It's a little four-team tournament. It's actually kind of fun. So, yeah. yeah, we'll hit all that tomorrow. All right. We'll see you guys tomorrow for that.